Hi y'all, this is Carrie D from Coffee with Carrie. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant and at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, and our podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Pour yourself a cup of coffee, put up your feet, and take a little coffee break with me. Today's podcast is a recording of a live seminar we did last week about how to finish the school year strong. Today's podcast is the first part. In it, we address how to use your homeschooling mission statement to help you answer the first question. What do you absolutely want to finish or complete before the school year is done? In the second part, we talk about the two other questions you should answer in order to end this year strong. So let's listen in on our informal discussion about how to end the year strong. How many of you get to this point of the year in May and you're about to lose your mind because you have so many things to do and you don't know what to tackle first, right? Um, so what we're gonna talk about tonight is what we can do um, in the month of May so that you end the year strong and not like a crazy raving lunatic which um, I've ended many years like that. So three questions to ask yourself in May to try and figure out what you're going to do to end the year strong is what do you absolutely need to do before the school year ends? What can you take a break from and just continue it next year? And then what can you just completely and totally just stop and not do anymore? Okay, so if you can answer those three questions, you'll have a much better idea as to what the rest of your school year or the rest of May is going to look like. So before we do that, though, you really should have um, your homeschool mission statement in front of you or at least um, your, your goals as to what you want the kids to be able to do um, at the end of your homeschooling journey. Okay, so the first thing that you're going to need to do, and you don't have to do it tonight, but, but when you start to evaluate what you want to do by the end of this year, you really do need to have some sort of plan. So uh, Yogi Berra, the um, baseball great, uh, once said that if you don't know where you're going, you're going to absolutely arrive somewhere else right so if you don't know where you're going you're gonna arrive someplace else and it's probably not where you wanted to go in the first place so you really should plan with the end in mind okay and it really does help you make decisions like right now in May um, as to what you can cut out what you have to do and what you can just kind of save for the next year um, they're super easy to write you basically Think about what it is you want your kids to be able to do, say, believe um, by the time they finish their homeschooling journey. Um, so in our case, um, our mission statement is super simple, super easy, and it's we want them to love the Lord when they're all done. We want them to love the Lord, love each other and anybody else that God puts in their path and love learning. So when I'm trying to plan my year, and then in May, when I'm trying to figure out what's, what's the best way to end the year um, in a strong way, I look at my mission statement, okay? So I look to see 
how are we doing in those three areas? And if they're absolutely hating learning right now, um, then I need to figure out what we're gonna do in May. We don't end with them hating learning. The other thing that I also use um, is Mark Twain's quote, never let um, schooling get in the way of your education. So that's one of my main mottos, I like to say, that we use. So if our schooling and our lessons are getting dry and boring and it's a constant fight, um, then I know I need to back up somewhere and reevaluate and try and figure out what can we do a little differently here so that um, what they're learning, they're actually enjoying it and they're actually learning it, okay? Um, another thing, another statement that I have written down in my Bible is um, at the end of this, I want my kids to have the courage and the curiosity to leave the house when they're all done. So when they're finished, um, I don't want to kick them out, but I want them to have the curiosity about the world and courage in themselves um, and what they can do and what they know to actually leave the home, go make their mark in the world, um, make a difference in the world. But I also want our experience um, while we were homeschooling to be cherished so much that they have the desire to come back home. So I don't want them to live in my basement, but I want them to come back with their grand, with my grandkids. And I want them to have happy memories about me and our homeschooling and our family that they wanna come back and share their life and their, their kids um, and their accomplishments with me and with my husband and I. So with those things in mind, that's how um, I figure out at the end of the year what I absolutely need to do what I can totally skip and what I can just take a break from and do at a later time. Okay. So what I want to do is look at the very first question. So that first question is, um, what do you absolutely need to, to be finished before your school year ends? Um, but I have a feeling, uh, many of you probably wrote down or you're thinking math, that math might be one of those things that you absolutely have to finish before um, the year is out. But let's just say math is one of those things that you really feel strongly about, you have to finish before the end of the year. Um, couple of things to think about. If your kid is only on chapter five or six in the math book and there's 20 chapters, um, that kind of tells me and you that math hasn't been a priority all year long anyway. So um, trying to cram the rest of the math book in in the next month is going to be fruitless and everyone's going to hate each other. So if, um, if you've only gotten to five or six chapters, I would say, you know what, math can just wait. It can just wait. High school, I'll get to you in a second. But everybody else, you can just put that on the back burner until next year. If you only have a few chapters left in your math book, then what you need to do is then look at your math book and pick one or two chapters that you feel is the most important that they cover, okay? So if they have like six chapters left or they have five chapters left and uh, one of them is on statistics and they're in third grade, do they really need to do a whole chapter of statistics before the end of the year? I'm gonna say probably not. Okay, so if you have just a couple of chapters left, look at the chapters that um, 
your your student has left to cover and then pick one or two chapters that is important to you so when you look at that chapter and you go oh yeah i kind of use this math maybe not every day but it's definitely something my child needs to know then do that chapter for the rest of may and then be done keep in mind that um, the public schools they never finish the textbooks ever ever so don't feel guilty about not doing what the public school is not even doing okay so it's uh perfectly okay if you don't finish your book and you have a couple of worksheets or work um workbook pages left over if you uh, if your child is in k through like fifth grade um and you've been consistently doing math every day or at least you know pretty much every day consistently throughout the year you can call it a day i mean it's k first second third fourth maybe fifth grade they're going to learn as much as they're going to learn already so trying to fit in another month of math at this point when everybody's tired and because of covid they've been inside and um, their summer break they can just taste it and see it and feel it they want to get out trying to finish up um, even more chapters with those grade levels. If you've been consistently doing math all year long, you really don't need to try and finish. You could just go ahead and say, we're done with math for the rest of the year, okay? And also keep in mind that math textbooks tend to be very cyclical. So um, let's just say you feel guilty because you're a type A person like me, and you feel guilty about leaving five chapters not done in the math book at the end of the year, just keep in mind that those five chapters are gonna come up again next year's math book, and then the math book after that, and then the math year after that. So math is very cyclical, and if you're using um, a traditional type of textbook, even if it's teaching um, textbook or something like that, they're gonna hit whatever chapters you didn't finish this year. They're gonna get to it. Okay, so they're not gonna have these missing gaps in there. Now, if they're high school, what I usually do is that I take the final exam and I give it to my high schooler. It, this is in math. I give it to my high schooler and I don't use it as his final exam. I use it as an assessment. And so he takes it and then whatever he bombs on that final exam, then we do a crash course in those areas. We get that done and then we call math done for the rest of the year. Also keep in mind that uh, the UC system has um, temporarily um, gotten rid of their A through G requirements. So uh, rising juniors, juniors and uh, seniors right now, uh, it is okay to put on their transcripts. The public schools have been given permission to put pass or fail, and they've never been able to do that before. So they're gonna get credit for their A through G classes um, with a P. So that's even another reason not to rush and uh, cram, because even the UC system is saying it's okay. When we see P on their transcript for this year, we're gonna know it's because of COVID, and they're gonna give them um, credit for that class. Okay, um, and then if um, everybody is super tired and aggravated with, let's just say math, then put aside the traditional stuff for the rest of May and actually just spend some time playing some games, card games, dice games, board games. It doesn't really matter. Any kind of math game or any kind of game that has dice where they're adding or multiplying, it's good enough, right? Because you guys, we have been cooped up in this house for six weeks now. 
So if you are antsy to get out, you can only imagine how much your kiddos really want to just call it a day. So if you're butting heads over doing math, um, just put the textbook away for the rest of the year and play some fun games and do some math stuff. If you put down that you absolutely had to finish English or writing this year, um, that's on your list of things that you have to do. My question to you is why? So if you're trying to meet the standards because your charter school is telling you, you know, we have to get these in, keep in mind that um, they're actually going to get to those standards again next year and the year after that and the year after that. Okay. So my suggestion to you, if you really feel like English or writing is, in, is important and you don't want to stop it just yet, um, then look at what is it that you want your child to be able to do in writing or English that they can't do. So what is it that you are just, they, they have to be able to do this and they can't, then focus on that. That's what you're gonna work on for the rest of May. So if they still can't space out their words when they write sentences and all their words and letters are all together and that's extremely important to you that they get that mastered before the end of the year, then that's what you work on for the rest of the year, okay? Or if they're older and um, they're still having trouble organizing a paragraph, so that's what you work on. Topic sentences, a couple of sentences in the middle, and a concluding um, sentence. So pick, pick one skill that is really irking you or you really feel is extremely important that they master before the end of the year is out, and that's what I want you to work on for the rest of uh, May, okay? Um, if it's just because you want them to keep practicing or they, they need the constant repetition, and then if you stop the practice work, um, they're gonna forget uh, everything that you pretty much did, then instead of doing workbook pages for the, rest of the, uh, for the rest of May, then give them real things to write about. So get rid of the workbooks, but then tell them, you know what, let's just start writing our thank you letters to our teachers and our coaches and our mentors and things like that. Um, giving, give them meaningful uh, things to write. Um, grandmas love to get handwritten letters. They don't want emails. They want handwritten letters, not text. So have them write letters to grandmas and aunts and uncles. And this is a perfect time because of all of the social distancing. Um, a lot of them probably can't be with their friends during their birthdays. So they can make birthday cards and things like that. Write your to-do list out. Um, if they like to write, give them a journal and let them just do some creative writing. But give them meaningful, real things to write instead of just workbooks. Don't give them busy work in May. If that's, your, if that's your goal, you want them to just keep practicing a little bit longer before school's out, have them practice with some real stuff, okay? So in this first section about what, what do you want your kids to absolutely finish by the end of the year, um, the main thing I want you to take away from this, and it may not sound like a lot, but trust me, you only have 30 days left if you know your school year ends at the end of May. I want you to pick one, two, no more than three uh, topics or subjects that you're gonna do for May and everything else gets put on hold or put to the side, okay? So if math, writing, and I don't know what would be, I'm just gonna say math and writing are the two things you absolutely um, wanna make sure that they do and finish by the end of the year. That's all you're gonna do for the rest of May. That's it, that's all you're gonna do. And by the end of May, you're gonna feel like a winner 
and not a failure because you only gave yourself one or two things to do and you're actually going to get all of that done um, before the month is over. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have some daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. If you heard something you liked, then share our podcast or our Instagram and website with a friend who might need a little encouragement, or share it with a friend who might be thinking about homeschooling. We pray that this podcast ease some of your fears, relieve some of your guilt, and eliminated the stress that usually comes at the end of the year. Don't forget to tune in to the second part. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless, and see you next time.